women have a unique role in creation. Women are the nurturers, the birth givers, the more spiritual of the genders. And Torah teaches that women have a special status. Join Mashi Lipska for the next hour as she expounds the Torah wisdom specific to women. Only on 101.9 High FM. It is the fourth day of Tammuz. And we are going to read a very special parsha this week. We are in a very special month. We're in a very special week. Thank God the sun is shining. The days are getting a little longer. We'll be lighting candles by 5.08. Shabbos goes out at 6 tomorrow night. But what a special time we are in. A time of great opportunity. A time of great unity. A time of great love. What makes it so? Let's look at the Parsha. The Parsha has an interesting name. It is the name of Moshe's cousin, Korah. And Korah is not as famous as he is infamous. Because in the Parsha this week, Korah leads a rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu. Who is Moshe Rabbeinu? And why would Korah want to rebel against him? Moshe Rabbeinu, we are told in the Zohar, is the faithful shepherd. Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu, our Rebbe. And the word Rebbe, Rebbe, is an acronym for Rosh B'nai Yisrael, the head of the children of Israel. The head is only part of the body. But it is the most important part of the body, containing everything in miniature, everything that is important, that directs the body, neurological, vascular. The mind is the body in miniature. Yes, we not only have the brain and the mind, we have the vessels of the heart, the digestive tract, Of course, we do have nerves and blood vessels and an entire body, but it is the head and then the heart that direct, that cleanse, that actually lead the body. The head leads the body and the heart pumps vital blood, vital life throughout the body. In the nation, Moshe is the head. He is the Rosh, Rosh B'nai Israel. A true leader doesn't look to be the leader. It's not a corrupt political situation. I want to be the leader. Every true leader, every leader in the house of Israel, a true leader did not want to be a leader. And his hallmark was humility, awareness of God, understanding that Hashem, God, is the king of kings, the true leader, and tremendous devotion to be Eved Hashem, to be the servant of Hashem. That is the entire wish of the leader. It is and should be the entire wish of each one of us. And Moshe Rabbeinu, the humblest of all men on earth, 
is now confronted with a rebellion. And his reaction teaches us so much. <coughs> Let's see what that rebellion was about. What was bothering Korah? Or what did cousin Korah say? Who was Korah? Korah was very clever, extremely learned, extremely sharp. And shortly after the incident with the spies, what happened? He arrived having rabble-roused, having gathered together important people in the congregation, heads of tribes, princes, and his neighbors, mostly from the tribe of Reuven. And he dressed them all in talitot. Each one wore a talus. And the talus was made of wool that was completely dyed blue. That sky blue called Tchelet. Now, in the time of the temple, the way that a talit had to be was that one thread, actually one of the doubled over threads, making, we have eight threads on each side of the talus, and one of the four that was doubled had to be dyed with a special dye of a special worm or fish found in the sea called chilazon, and it would make it this sky blue. And it needed only one thread. He lined them up, all 250 of them, wearing these talitot of complete trailet, sky blue. And they gathered and they came to Moshe and they said, hey, Moshe, why is it that you have taken leadership for yourself, priesthood for your brother, and also given the, the son of the youngest uncle, given him the head, the leadership of the tribe? Moshe, what is this? He says, we're all important. We all stood at Sinai. And the example that he used was dressing them in the toilet garment. And what was the question? He said to them, what was, point was he trying to make? He said, Moshe, I have a question for you. Does a garment that's completely toilet need a toilet thread on the corner? And he asked, if a house is full of books, full of holy books, does it need a mezuzah on the door? And then he said, why should we have divisions? What do we need a kohen for? What do we need a leader for? We're all important. We all stood at Sinai. We all heard the word of God. And what he was basically saying is, we don't need your leadership. We don't need the tzitzit on the corner. We don't need that mezuzah on the door. Why should you elevate yourself higher than the rest of the nation? When he came to Moshe, Moshe's heart dropped. They gathered against Moshe and put these three arguments to Moshe. Number one, we're all holy. Why must you choose to be the leader or to elevate yourself 
over the congregation. He said, if you wanted to be a leader, you should not have chosen your brother as the Kohen. We are all from the tribe of Levi. You're not the only ones who heard, I am the Lord your God at Sinai. We were all present. We all heard it. That was the first question. Why elevate yourself? Second question. Does a house full of holy books also need a mezuzah on the doorpost? I just said to him, yes, it needs a mezuzah on the doorpost. So they began to laugh at him. He said, what are you talking about? The mezuzah has only two parts of Torah in it. These holy books contain the whole Torah. What does this add? What was Korach saying? He was intimating that Moshe was adding, God forbid, things that were not required by Torah. He was challenging his leadership. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. I'm Mashi Lipsker, and we're talking about the Parsha. And the Parsha is Korach. And Korach disputes the leadership of Moshe. He is so clever and he is so conniving and greedy, you might say, knows that he is clever and organizes, orchestrates a rebellion against Moshe with three questions. He was one of the thinkers of the time. And what was he asking Moshe? He was asking Moshe, if a person is like a house full of books, his head is like filled with learning. His head is like bias moles for him, a house filled with books. He's always studying. He has a, a vast knowledge of Tyra. He knows all of Tyra like Moshe did. What in the world do I need a leader for? I need a mezuzah on the door? I still need to extract some of that Torah. And that's what I need to have? I know it all. And Moshe says to him, yes. Even if you're that kind of house, if you're a person that's filled with knowledge, with books, you know the whole Torah, you still need a mezuzah. You still need to attach a mezuzah on your doorpost. Because the goal of the study of Torah is not just that you become filled with study and wisdom and knowledge. It's not enough to be a house full of books, filled with holy books. One has to recognize on that house that it's a Jewish house. That anyone who passes by sees the mezuzah attached to the doorpost. In other words, that it's recognizable on this person, the way he leads his life, with ethics, with morality, with respect, with leadership. That he's following the guidance of the Torah in his daily life. What does it say in the mezuzah? In the mezuzah on our door, it says, Shema Yisrael. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And therefore, when a person studies the Torah, you have to remember 
it's not just enough that he fill himself with knowledge. Like a bookshelf is filled with books. But Shema Yisrael is that cry throughout the ages of self-sacrifice, of going beyond your comfort zone, of being willing to put yourself aside for the service of humanity, for the service of the nation, for the good of everyone. The approach of Shema Yisrael in our dedication to the Holy One, blessed be He, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to God. We have to see that the study that we do changes us, molds us. We don't just remain the same. I love studying. I love. I want. That's me. Shema Yisrael indicates we are here in this world as Jews, as a nation, as individuals, to change ourselves and to change others. It's not enough to study Torah. Torah has to teach us until eventually we become a Torah. And the word for Torah, the translation is guide. A Jew is not here for his own benefit or the benefit of his family. A Jew is here for the benefit of God. And he has a job to do in this world. And it's not enough to enjoy the holy things, to be involved in holiness, one needs to be a mezuzah as well. One needs to have us to be a symbol to the world. And what is in the mezuzah? Shema Yisrael. And what is Shema Yisrael? The willingness to give up your comfort zone, to stretch beyond yourself, to sanctify the name of heaven, do whatever it takes. This is not about becoming comfortable. This is about service of God. And that's what Moshe represents. He is Evet Hashem, the servant of God. Moshe is also the Ro'eh Ne'eman, the faithful shepherd. In the heat, in the cold, puts himself aside to take care of every little sheep. Torah and Moshe are one thing, but that is not the only thing that he does. Moshe is the mezuzah, the leadership. Moshe is the one who shows the Shema Yisrael. The second question that Korach posed, or the second challenge, he said, what about these garments? If every thread is that special blue thread? Does it need fringes? What is a talus? A talus is a one-size-fits-all. Unlike a garment that needs to be made to measure. If your arms are longer, if your back is broader, if you're taller, you need more material. A talus is one garment that envelops the entire body. There isn't piece of material that's the sleeve, another piece of material that's the collar. It is one big piece of material. And what was Korach actually saying? He was saying, does it also, does it need threads on the corner? 
And what he was saying is, generally studying Torah is enough. Is it also important to do details? Let's look at this. A person studies a lot of Torah. And he can wake up in the morning and he makes a good resolution. He says, I'm going to be different today. I'm going to behave better. I'm going to be more God-fearing. I get up in the morning, I say the 12 words of Modani. I give thanks before you. Thank you for allowing me to have another day. And he's really grateful. And he really is inspired. I'm going to make this day very, very special. I'm going to do mitzvahs. Moshe says that's not enough. Even though you have this general decision that you're going to make the day better, it's not enough. A talit that's completely with blue threads is not enough. That resolution in the morning might inspire you from your head to your toes. You need the tzitzis on the corner. What are they? You've got to translate your general inspiration to specific action. And that action has to reveal itself. It has to manifest all day long in every corner of that garment, in every aspect of this big talus, this general resolution that you made, whether you're praying or doing business or you're eating or you have free time. In each and every one of those activities, the talus needs a string on the corner, a string of blue. In other words, if you look at the string, it's something long that hangs down. Our resolution has to come into the day. It has to stretch throughout the lengths of the day. It can't just be an idea. We have to put threads. We have to put tzitzis on every one of the four corners of the garment, which means that in every corner, the good deeds must be found. You are carrying a garment of pride. Tzitzis, a talus, the sign of a Jew, the sign of mitzvot. But it must show in your behavior that you are a proud Jew, an active Jew, a Jew who expresses in practical action, in giving, in changing the world, in fine behavior, in business, in personal life, the way I eat, the way I spend my free time. Those are the tzitzis. That's really where you make a sanctification of God's name. That's really where you make a Kiddush Hashem. It's not good enough that I'm learned, that I make good resolutions. I need to change the world one action at a time. That's why I'm here. And when Korach said, we're all holy, we're all the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we all belong to this holy nation. He says, I'll decide 
how I want to serve God. I have enough learning. I'll be able to deal with this. Why must you tell me where to go, what to do, how to do? Why must you be my leader, my king? Why must Aaron be my priest? We all stood at Sinai. We are all a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And Moshe Rabbeinu answers him. Moshe is our shepherd. He recognizes so well what each one of his sheep need. He's sensitive and caring. He knows what's hard for them. He knows what's hurting them. He knows what's going on in their heart and in their soul. Despite the fact that each one of us, each individual, has tremendous abilities and insights and talents, tremendous leadership. However, we need a leader. We need someone to guide us, put us in the right direction, somebody to help us, somebody to encourage us, direct us, support us. It's not enough for a person just to study Torah or that he has a book of law on the shelf. It's not enough to make good resolutions. We need spiritual guidance. We need Moshe Rabbeinu. And for us, in our world, with yesterday being the Yorzeit of the Rebbe, what a day it was. The 26th Yorzeit, but different this year to all the other years. Why? Why? And that is because... Hashem made a situation in the world where we are separate from each other. The goal of You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. I'm Mashi Lipsker, and we were talking about the necessity of leadership, the necessity of Moshe Rabbeinu, and that the word Rabbeinu means our teacher. But Rebbe is the root of the word. And what is a Rebbe? Our sages tell us it's an acronym for Rosh B'nai Yisrael, the head of the children of Israel. Now, how many children did Israel have? Our patriarch Israel, or Jacob, had 12. And the head knows how to direct each and every one in the way that is most beneficial for them and for them to follow their path and their specific mission in the world, to find it, to uplift it, to complete it. We are a nation, but we are also individuals. And a leader leads us together and he leads us individually. And this was Korach's mistake. He tried to conglomerate everyone together. Anyone can be the Kohen and anyone can be the leader and anyone, anyone, no. God in his wisdom has given each one of us a mission, has given each one of us a particular spiritual makeup. And it is the head, the Rebbe, who knows what and where and how to direct you. You know that Jacob had 12 sons. There were 12 tribes. Each 
one with a distinct, unique path or approach in their service of Hashem. And that's why when Jacob blessed his children before he passed away, and Moshe blessed the 12 tribes before they passed away, before he passed away, he didn't just give them one big general blessing, but blessed each tribe separately. And what he said to them was different. It differed from tribe to tribe, each one according to their physical, but even more so their spiritual characteristics and needs and according to their distinct source, says the Zohar, in the spiritual realms. And so, so interesting that I saw that the Zohar says that there were 12 gates in the Beit HaMikdash in the temple court, each one corresponding to one of the 12 tribes. And on each gate was the name of one of the 12 tribes. And if a member of a certain tribe wanted to come into the Beit HaMikdash, he went through his gate. But if he tried to go through the gate of someone else, the door closed on him. He couldn't pass through it. Each one of us is on a journey. And our beloved Rebbe, has directed us tirelessly. And the way the world looks today is not the way the world looked before. Now, we started off by saying that during these days of COVID-19, when we are separate from each other, and it was the 26th yard side of the Rebbe yesterday, never before has there been such unity. The amount of sharing of Zooming, of webinaring, of discussing, of giving and taking, the amount of feeling was unprecedented. The amount of upliftment, the amount of inspiration that was offered and received has never happened before. Because normally, everybody, like 75,000 people want to go to the graveside of the Rebbe, couldn't go. So what did these people do? They virtually joined together and we were more connected than ever before. And it wasn't just that they went and other people were left behind. This time we all went. This time we shared like never before and it was accessible because of technology and it's still accessible. And we know that the days following the yard site, particularly the Shabbos afterwards, the light continues to shine. And I want to say something which is very personal and very special about the Rebbe. My husband and I were privileged to get married on this day 49 years ago. And in the month of February or Shvat, this past year made 48 years since we came to this country. Africa. When our children grew up, they too were inspired to continue carrying the lamp of Torah, of inspiration, to a corner of the world where more illumination was obviously still needed. And they were blessed to go to places where they could continue to spread the light. Here with me today, I have 
a wonderful granddaughter. Her name is Sarah. And I'm blessed that she's staying with me, with us. And she lives, where do you live, Sarah? In Mauritius. Say hi to all the people. Hi. (laughs) And Sarah, how old are you? Eight. Are you eight years old? Yes. Tell me something about what it feels like to be an emissary of Hashem and an emissary, a shlucha of the Rebbe in Mauritius. Tell us something that comes to mind. Um, I feel proud that I'm a shlucha of the Rebbe and sometimes that um, when I'm walking out um, downstairs from the building. Where do you live? In La in La Croisette. What is La Croisette? It's a whole mall and um, there's buildings that you live, where you can live. <coughs> so is it a place where you can see a lot of people? Yes. Because of all the shops? Yeah. So it's always a busy place. And it's, I was there. It's very popular. Like there's restaurants and there's movie houses and people are always walking there. So when you go downstairs, what do you do? You... Ride your bike. What do you do? Um, so sometimes um, people ask me that um, why um, it's a hot day, don't you think? I say yes. And they say, well, why are you wearing a long sleeve shirt and um, a long skirt? Um, why do you, don't you want to fit in with all the other girls? Um, I say no, because I'm proud to be... Um, um, Taking the, um, um, I'm shining the light that my mother and her mother and then her great great mother, um, took behind from their, our three mothers, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. And I'm proud to be a Jew. So what does your clothing have to do with being proud to be a Jew? It make, um, um, it makes you different from all the other girls and, it makes you special. Wow. And of course we know that someone who's in a leadership role has to dress differently. And our matriarchs, Sarah Rifka, Rachel, and Leah, were royal. And if we behave in their way, we too carry the royalty. We carry the message of our lineage. Indeed, indeed. So I want to thank you for that. You're an inspiration because you're an example to others around you. Nobody's ever too young. When you're young, it doesn't mean that you don't have something to do in the world. The Rebbe loved the children, gave them time, spent time inspiring them, speaking to them, came out to speak to them and review them in the Lagba Omer parades, held rallies for them, gave them dimes, sometimes dollars, special lekka. When a Rebbe does this sort of thing and he has connection with you, he not only uplifts you, but he empowers you. He believes in you. You're never too young. If you're in this world, you have a part to play. And Sarah, I'm so proud of you that you're playing your part. And what you shared with us today was wonderful. You shared that you are proud to be a modest Jewish girl 
dressed the way our matriarchs dressed, not to fit in with everyone else, as you said, but to rather be a leader. And this is what... You could stay here. This we're going to finish and say good Shabbos to all the people. This is what Moshe Rabbeinu inspired in each person. He led the entire nation, but he also was able to direct each individual. Those are the individual strings. Those are the individual parashat that are on in the mezuzah on the door. This is why somebody is a Kohen, somebody is a Levi, somebody's from a particular tribe, because in keeping with the makeup of their soul, they have a mission to complete, and it is very specific. Yesterday was an incredible day. So many of us were uplifted. Uplifted by receiving through giving. Each one of us has a part to play. Each one of us must remember that if the word Rebbe, as in Moshe Rabbeinu, and the Zohar tells us there is an extension of Moshe in every generation, no generation is ever left, without having leadership, then each one of us is a part for the Jewish nation is known as Koimashlema. We are one unit. The nation has men, women, and children. Each one has a mission. Each one needs direction. The time, the place, everywhere in God's world, each one of us has to be that symbol of pride, that talus, that tzitzis. Or as Sarah said, the Jewish girl who walks with long sleeves and a proper length skirt because she is a daughter of royalty. And so let's draw from this day. Let's understand that we are important, not only as a unit, but as individuals. And that together, individually, we contribute more light. And together, we will certainly be able to soon, soon complete the refinement in our own lives, in the world at large, and see a whole new world that perhaps was shaken up initially by COVID-19, but resulted ultimately in a clean, holy, bright new world, the world of Mashiach. Good Shabbos.